This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I went to enough Sunday school to know that when the devil shows up, he'll be wearing the face of someone you trust. Deke survives an apocalyptic hellscape, so what does he have to do to get a little respect around here? And bluffing is much easier if you kill someone and take their skin. Just ask Enoch. Yeah, this is bad, but it can't be worse than that one time on that one planet. Mmm, the smelly one? Nah, the shiny one. Oh yeah, nothing's that bad. Let's treat it like it's launch day, people. ABC's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 Part one and two episodes 12 and 13 the season finale the sign and new life the after buzz after show starts right now you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz we got twice as much agents of shield this week twice as much like double the dose and they were well worth it double your pleasure double your fun yeah that's a thing yeah (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot of swingers that say that. Or gum, gum users. I mean, gum but users. But a lot of swingers are gum users. So that's, that's actually yeah. a coincidence. Harvard did a study. But we're talking ABC's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Part 1 and 2. Uh, it was a double episode. So episodes 12 and 13, The Sign and New Life. What we're going to do is we're going to break it down into individual episodes. Because even though it was two hours and it was billed as a two-hour series finale, a season finale, it really was more of two separate episodes that they put back to back to be very honest we're going to break that down we're going to get into overall thoughts but before then in part one the sign we're going to talk mac and yo-yo break a leg in the jungle the mayan jungle may daisy and sarge go after hyzel looks like a colson and walks like a colson but is it a colson the team goes in yeah they do deke starts up and finally breaks it down love that deke to the rescue monoliths more like monotone Izell sings the monoliths to life. What was that song all about? Daisy's distraction. Oh man, when she goes, she goes. Sarge and Izell get it on. May let Sarge in. Mm, too soon? And Chromacons. <laughs> Let's talk about part one, the sign. Your overall thoughts on that first hour that we got. 
So, first of all, hey guys. You guys look like deers caught in the headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the panel. Everyone knows uh, us. I was always taught ladies first. Yeah, we were, we're, we're part of the panel. Everyone knows Christian. Everyone knows uh, Rachel's here. We're here. We got to get through this because it's so much. I was just going to quote my yeah. favorite LMD by saying, hey guys, and yeah. you took my thunder away I'm from so me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because I forgot to introduce the panel, but it's like, we have so much to fill. I, oh, I can't yeah. believe how much we got in these two hours. Yeah, yeah. it was it was nuts. But I feel like I feel like we got so, like so much more than we got in any other episode, and some of it was so gratifying um, with what we got. So I'm I'm really excited to you know dig through and uh, analyze this. Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on that overall on that first episode on that first part of the hour? The what was the epi- the sign? Man, I saw the sign. And it opened up my eyes. That's yeah. the song that Azelle should have been singing. The I, episode was called The Sign. Like, why didn't she, why didn't she, why didn't she give us a Mason Bass? I thought it was great because, uh, you know, look, they, they and, and I'm going to forget if this was all, both in the first hour, but they really messed with us because at different points in this, this two-hour block, I thought that May was dead and I thought that Yo-Yo was dead. You know, because once she had a strike, I'm like, she's fast, but she isn't that fast. So I, so I was relieved that in both instances they were just messing with us. Yeah. And I, I thought it was great. I like where they brought the Sarge story to, and then I like that there is literally no rest for neither the wicked nor for the uh, the the good-hearted because uh, then they jump right into the next thing. But I, th- I thought this was a great two hours. Uh, the only reason why I knew Mingna when um, who plays May was not dead was because, or sorry, I should say the only reason I knew May wasn't dead is because Ming-Na Wen, who plays May, um, posted that Instagram post about the cast party, so I assumed that she was going to be you in You assumed she seven. wasn't going to yeah. be playing Sarge next season? <laughs> yeah. Or possibly in or LMD? Were, yeah, or that she wasn't going to... Yeah, I you couldn't make LMD? those assumptions. That's I true. mean, who knew how that was going to play out? Yeah. Plus, I'm glad Mina Wing isn't dead. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, yeah. Even they if her character it. does die. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you didn't just jinx her to death. I just hope that that's not the case. Uh, I, I thought this was a great episode. I thought both of these episodes were amazing, but this first one, I wasn't prepared for the amount of yo-yo or we're, uh, continuation. They're still chained up. Flint is there. And Flint. so we just had to be like, you know, look, the, she leveraged him the right way. It was like, you know, I can I can always kill these two. Who knows what else I can do? So he's like, all right, I'm going to get building, you know, and uh, I, I, it was annoying. But I, I think they did a decent job of explaining it. Why Flint did that? Well, they saw Flint. They tried to hint, don't use your power, Flint. Yeah. But he was like. I'm going to be brave. I know you're trying yeah. to save me, not... He's like, you mean these powers? <laughs> <laughs> you mean these powers that I'm going to use in the worst way possible and yeah. just create one small little splinter to try to kill you? It's hard, though, because they couldn't come out and say it, and he doesn't realize, and he... This is... You know, we, we remember him from the last season. Of course he would do what he did just to kind of, like, save the day. I think I would have said, Flint, don't do anything at all because she will use it against you. Don't yeah. do anything. 
That's what I think I would have said. I think I think communication seems not to be their field of expertise on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> communicate. Let's communicate things. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and look, we can't blame Flint because, first of all, he might not even be real. You yeah. know, there's also that. he's He could be a fabric. Uh, Looks a real to me. He, well, he did. Well, that's what Max said. That I'm is what Max said. Quoting my favorite LMD. <laughs> Max, your favorite LMD. Yes. So, I, but it, it made sense that uh, that he did that. And, I, I, and look, first of all, I was just glad to see him again. And I uh, I don't know. I, I think that Mac and Yo-Yo, there are definitely frustrating moments for the way they handle all of this, like being in the temple with Azel. But uh, also, you know, Yo-Yo just... Somehow not being fast enough, no matter how fast she is, Zell can always... There's never, like, a moment where maybe Zell doesn't, you know, jump inside of her body. I would just like to see once where she, like, she would have been able to speed past her. But, uh, again, no time for that in the story. You mean once where she was able to just slow time down, which seems to be the real source of her power? Apparently, yeah. I wish there had been a way, too, if... I wish there had been a way for her to slow down time and actually convey some kind of message to Flint, but obviously it wouldn't work that way. This isn't the Flash. She can't bring Flint into like that slow dimension of time. So I don't know. We just saw a I mean, new I'm dimension assuming, to her power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and apparently and that gun episode. works just as fast as she does. Let's let's not explain that away. Well, that's the concept. Is yeah. We're saying she is slowing time down. They yeah. change the dynamic of her power in the next episode, which yeah. we're going to get into, obviously. But yeah. what I'm saying is the repercussions are ha, do have implications on this first episode. True. If we yeah. know that you're able to do that, why are you constantly not doing that? Do Does Yo-Yo's powers take away from her energy the well, way we saw Flint's powers do so? I think what they're trying to say with Isaiah is that she has less effect on Azel as she would any other person or any other being. And that every time she's sped up, Azel can catch up to her, or even if she can't physically catch up to her, she has a power that allows her to process what Yo-Yo's doing and can kind of see it the way that a regular human being wouldn't be able to process it. I actually disagree with that. I think that Yo-Yo's just actually slow. And I'll tell you why. Because, (laughs) once again, the implications come from the next episode and the assumption is everyone's watched both of them back to back, so we're not... These aren't spoiler alerts. This is just what's going to come up next. The concept is the Shrike was able to enter her. She could have at any time slowed down. As soon as she got hit with the Shrike, I'm going to slow down time or speed up or whatever it is that I'm doing and just we saw the same thing happen with her Keller and now yeah. we see she does she does nothing when her power means the most she does the least well that okay so when the shrike entered her mouth i was wondering about that not so much Izel, because I question whether... I personally think Izel has a, a power where she's kind of able to kind of, like, you know, move around the speed. But um, with the Shrike, that I'm not sure about, because I don't know the extent of what their powers really are um, in terms of speed. But I would think, like you, that she'd be able to kind of slow down time and stop it from entering her mouth. I don't know what the Shrike's power is, but I know... When gnats try to get into my eye, <laughs> I quickly close my eye and try to bat them oh, away. See, I fail at that. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, but you would think. I mean, look, the Shrike don't seem to be incredibly intelligent. They don't. They seem to be fast, but not faster than Yo-Yo. So as soon as she saw it, it's not like it came from behind. I think she's like, oh, you know that really fast thing that I do. This is the time to do. Yeah, it. this is the time. And, and the reason we're bringing this up once again is because of the implications that it has throughout the episode. Yeah. Now. 
Another point is when they're chained up, do you think Izel is going to use them to be the sacrifice that we find out eventually May becomes, in a way? I thought that uh, her plan that she said I thought was what she was going to do. They needed a host body, and uh, who better than two uh, series leads so that uh, you don't have to pay extra actors? No, but from a, from a plan standpoint, I mean, obviously they're both very strong, so it's like, yeah, these would be good, these would be good humans. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of thought that's what she was hitting at last episode when she said that they were going to bring, you know, obviously the entire Sh- um, S.H.I.E.L.D. team was going to go and meet at the temple. I assume that's what we were going to get to, is that all of these, you know, beings were going to enter and take over as many bodies as they could. Well, here we are in the jungle. We're still in, in in this temple where we see and then who goes in but May, Daisy, and Sarge. They go after Isel. Where are the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s people? <laughs> Why does S.H.I.E.L.D. only have 12 people in the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Can we talk about how S.H.I.E.L.D. and how come they don't go hey, U.S. Army, let me convey a message to you. The world is going to end Maybe send in an airstrike. Nothing else. Yeah. No, you could understand why they don't call in for backup from the military, especially because of, you know, last season and Talbot and everything. But you, you could understand where in this, this is the instance where it's like, yeah, this is where we need the help. And uh, there's no good answer for it. We're not going to tell you why. Yeah. Just do it. You know why? Yeah. Because we're S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I'm sure NSA and, and CIA do those things all the time. Yeah, they have to have like some super secret password that when you say this, it means like, oh my god, everybody has to listen. Yeah, you know? Mortal so. Kombat, something. <laughs> right. Pac-Man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something happens where everyone does not Anyway, they go in, just those three, and all hell breaks loose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that, that's what uh, Izel was looking for, was for uh, all hell to be breaking loose. So, uh, mission accomplished, at least at that point in the episode for her, yeah. Are we going with Izel's dimension her home world or whatever it is is the netherworld it is hell that was the theory we were discussing last week um i don't know when i would say it's very possible but i almost don't feel like she's as connected to um i don't feel like she's connected enough for us to classify her as being hell um, I think it would, the way that I would view it anyway, would be differently than what we were seeing with her. For her, I think it's just she was an, she's another being, another race, and she's come in and she wants to bring the rest of her people in so that, it, you know, they can leech off of human bodies. Yeah, I mean, to me, it seemed like more of kind of an in-between place, like more of like a limbo or a purgatory, that sort of a thing. I, yeah, I saw it as being another dimension and a dimension where they don't really have an environment per se. They kind of do, but they obviously aren't um i mean i know that they when may was went through and we saw her and we saw these other beings we saw them as having forms from the way that we perceive them but it's very it's very possible that they actually weren't in a they weren't in any kind of form it was just how we were seeing their energy and so they kind of do you know like christian said it's a state of limbo and they do have to come and inhabit physical bodies so as an ethereal corporal uh, presence that they had, why choose humans? Even Mac brings it up. He's like, you keep calling us weak, and here you want to be us. Well, maybe that's exactly it, is that because Izel views them as being weak, she views them as having host bodies that would be easier for her, like, you know, for her group to come in yeah, and but possess. if you want them to inhabit strong beings, like, you know, it wouldn't have been that hard to go find some Kree or Kree, I would, or, yeah, Exactly. I mean, this Which, show by has the way, Kree on it. number... 
Yeah. The population of humans. By the way, just getting some real-world feedback from Victor Tang in the chat, the simple reason about why the field... Uh, the, the shield force is so small, not enough extras. Yes, that's a real-world answer. You're <laughs> absolutely a real right. That's real-world extra. Absolutely, yes. po- absolutely true. But uh, yeah. from, from a logic standpoint, from inside the show is what we were trying to figure out how they justify it. Do you think that Daisy made the right or wrong decision sending in Sarge? Trusting Sarge. Going in, not knowing what happens in episode in the second episode. Did you think it was the right decision at the time? At the time, I did. Yeah. I didn't have any reason. I mean, obviously, they're going to throw a twist, but I didn't have any reason to doubt May or Daisy's decision to trust Sarge. Yeah, they, they both felt that there was enough Coulson in there, and, you know, he'd earned their trust reluctantly, but they s- still felt like they could trust him enough for this because, more than anything, they believed that he hated Azel and wanted to kill her. So did he like, not know himself? I think he didn't. I think that uh, he was very confused, you know, when she first, when Azel took him into wherever, you know, the limbo or whatever. And I think he still was interpreting all of his feelings as, like, I'm going to destroy her as opposed to, like, oh, I can totally help her out. Yeah. And I, I believe what he said about love and it being his downfall, and that's why he did what he did. And I still, like, obviously he still had beef with Izel and still wasn't... Um, just kind of giving in to everything that she wanted him to do. But I think that the the issue with this being is just that he was so conflicted and that he couldn't really grasp on to anything. And obviously it, he isn't Coulson, and so the struggle was more of an identity issue for him. And he was just trying to... Um, there was all this frustration that was exasperated by the fact that he had two conflicting... Um, I guess memories is the best way to put it. Two conflicting people kind of tying, you know, like really digging at him. And when we saw May and we saw Izel and they were both trying to talk him into different directions, I I felt like it was like a good, you know, like an angel versus, you know, a demon trying to talk him into different directions. But ultimately, um, neither one. Neither voice one inside his head. Uh, in the chat, Eric James feels like it was not smart to trust Sarge because even he warned them that he had no control over his Several abilities. times, by yeah. the way. Several times. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. No means no. I don't think you should send me. I'm evil, guys. Hey, I have this evil thing inside me I can't control. Please don't come over after midnight. Like, there were so many warnings that he gave. Yeah, and but at the same time, that's part of why they trusted him was because they felt like Coulson would have done exactly the said, said and done the same exact things. And it was, like Mac later said, you... The devil doesn't show up as the devil. He yeah. shows up as your closest friend. Exactly. The devil shows up. He'll be wearing the face of someone you trust. Yeah. Clark Gregg, because we all trust him. We do yeah. trust him. Yeah. I would trust him. If he walked in right now and the devil looked like Clark Gregg, I'd be like, oh my God, hi, it's Clark Gregg. Yeah. I'd be like, here is my soul. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a fine friend. Let me just sign Clark, it. here. Yeah. Um, it goes, there was also that moment where the stars did something that was Coulson like, in that look in that moment when he shot one of the Shrike-infested zombies and he shot, shoots him and says, what, overkill? And yeah. there was a look, there was yeah. a twinge, and we all felt it, even as the audience, I've, I felt it personally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Did you guys, are, are they being helpful? Are they just being hopeful? Or was there some Coulson in Sarge? Well, I mean, I think that 
there is some Colston Sarge, but it, it's kind of explained later, um, more as we got into the episode. But I feel like that's exactly it, is that there's a part of Colston that was kind of, you know, that this demon kind of latched onto, demon for lack of a better term, but that he kind of, that basically Colson is in there. And that's why there were so many similarities because of this. But that doesn't mean, I mean, it really tied into their emotions. It tied into the viewers' emotions. And we really wanted to believe that this would have a happy outcome with Colson being back. But... Yeah, it did not happen that way. Yeah, once he called Daisy Sky last week, that's when I was like, all right, there's no way he would know that. Like, a lot of the other mannerisms you could chalk up into, like, really weird cosmic similarities, but he called her Sky. You're like, okay, that's why everybody can believe him. That's why they feel that there was at least a little bit of Coulson in there. And what we saw from his point of view, too, with what he was seeing and the hugs, he did have those memories. And so, yes, he kept warning them, I'm not the man you think I am. He did, but why would a bad guy tell them that? And that's what was also playing with me, is that I thought, okay, well, he's really, he's telling them the truth. He tried to sacrifice himself. Like, he's doing all the things that kind of show that he's a good person. Interestingly enough, a lot of guys do that when they're dating girls, and the girl (laughs) just doesn't believe. And then a similar outcome. So... Here's my thing. Here's my thing Um, with Coulson. Yeah. Why did this demon, for lack of a better term, as you said, choose Coulson's body? Where did he get Coulson's body? Why? How? Coulson's memories? I think I understand it now. Yes. And it happened real fast in the episode. Um, I'm not sure if it was earlier on or later. I think it was toward the first part. But um, Izel mentioned, like, specifically um, that they shot at Coulson, like the real Coulson. And I don't know, like to me, when I hear that they shot at him, I don't take that like they shot him to kill him, but like it had partially to do with what happened to him and how he, how the real Coulson ended up getting sick. And it was specifically so that they could go and grab this body. And so that to me is kind of like what happened. So that's I, why he started degenerating in the way that he did. And yeah. he, of course, assumed it was because the, the deal he made with Ghost Rider at the end of what was that season four, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah and, so, and the thing but is. But it's really the same power, essentially. And yeah. we never um, saw his body. We don't know if what, like, when when Sarge had May and she was kind of out of it because he had drugged her, we don't know if those memories that May had were real. And if they were, then we don't know what happened to his body. Um, I mean, we saw them at like a funeral of sorts, but what happened to the body after that? Yeah, it's not accidental that they, as creators, didn't show us his body. You know, and I mean, even though it seems like season seven is going to go off in a totally different direction. I, I think that not seeing Coulson's body is something that will factor in by the end of next season. Nobody, no crime. Okay, <laughs> let's go in. The team goes in. The team goes into the temple. And even more hell breaks loose. So we get Daisy doing a distra- distraction. Right. Which, by the way, someone in the chat said, why, and my apologies for not bookmarking it, but said, why did Daisy not shake the Shrikes away like she did in Collision Part 2? And I had that thought when I was watching it. I'm like, wait, can't you just make them go away? And uh, she did not do that. So, But she goes in and instead uh, doesn't alleviate the problem. Um, also, just to kind of mention a 
um, a comment here too. Dancer Fruit Two says they never explained what deal made uh, what he, what the deal was that he made with Ghost Rider. Not like exactly anyway. But we're hoping we get that in next yeah. season because if we don't, then I'll be frustrated too. I'm yeah. giving them the benefit of the doubt based on this season finale, by the way. Yeah. Because they seem to have taken it in a specific direction on purpose. Yeah. And they specifically said too that LMD Coulson has all the memories of Coulson, so yeah. there is an opportunity I exactly to hear that. And they've brought up Robbie Reyes's name 52 times <laughs> and yet, every episode. And yet at no point did I get Robbie Reyes. I was so excited. Yeah. The first time they mentioned him this season, I'm like, well, clearly we're going to get him by the season finale. I know. You can't no even, Robbie Reyes. You can't even say his name in the bathroom in the mirror without him appearing. <laughs> However, they've said it 52 times in every episode and nothing has happened from it. Yeah. Nothing. So the team goes in. Here we get another storyline that's interesting. Monoliths, uh, Izell starts singing the song. Yeah. And the monoliths are being formed. There's no accounting for taste. That's the, you know the fact that the monoliths responded uh, so favorably to that song. But it's I, a hit in Korea, so I just <laughs> want to let you know wow. it's the next Gangnam Style. Yeah, and it's not me. Sai has a string of ten number ones in Korea, so there's no accounting for anything. But I I think it, it was interesting to watch all of it work. And they didn't really. What I didn't know. What I did like is that they didn't get too bogged down in like over explaining that and those little round things that they put in the halls. I'm like, great, we can just kind of assume how this works. A lot of times, a lot of shows, movies will take the time to like, and this is what happens when I put this in here. So I have to make sure that all three are in at this. It's like we get it. So I thought it was cool to just kind of let things happen. And uh, at any point, did you think that Sarge let May live? Purposely, yes. in order to stop. Absolutely. That's exactly what I thought this was about to be. Is that this is okay? My theory was that when May got stabbed, Sarge specifically knew that she'd be able to fight the people on the other side and prevent them from. You knew that because after that first episode, I thought May was dead. No, I was like, whoa. So May's I dead. thought I did too. I thought that she was alive and that she ended up in this other dimension because Sarge specifically knew that she couldn't die there for whatever reason, and that she would live, and that this, you know, having that, the sword through her body would not affect her the way it would in the, you know, in, in our dimension. And so he did it on purpose, knowing that she'd pull the sword out, fight everybody else, and then come, and then if she could, you know, jump back in. And, um... I don't know, because we had this fight between uh, Sarge, not Coulson, and Izel. Yes. And then it turned... Interesting when yeah. when Sarge couldn't impale Izel. When I say couldn't, I mean as in he wouldn't. No, couldn't. look, it happens to a lot of guys. It's exactly. It's, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. They have a pill. Yeah. He, he chose not to. Okay. Yeah. He, was well, he, wanted to, he wanted to be natural. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he did. He did go for a couple moves that were a yeah. little suggestive: the neck and this and that and the straddle. Anyway, he didn't impale her with the sword. Okay, fine. So now. After that, I was like, May's dead. I mean... I definitely thought... I was really surprised. I mean, that was sword in in the... And he kind of shifted up. Like, he didn't just... He he impaled her and then just did the the tilt like all your organs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, okay. I thought the very second we saw it, I thought, okay, she's dead. Until he threw her through the dimension, the portal, and she was in that other dimension. Then I was like, okay, no, she's alive. Well, because in the in the next episode we get, so you don't think that that was the message, because he specifically said that's the message. 
Well, knowing what I know now, I think that was the message. But but in the, the moment time, of yeah. watching it, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same way Rachel did as yeah. I was watching it. And at the end, it's still one of those things that's up in the air. Maybe subconsciously he knew what he was doing and yeah. did it, but we don't know. So Daisy gets this distraction. Of course, the zombies chase after him. Uh, the team goes in. We get something, which is the break a leg moment f- uh, before all of this. Yo-Yo breaks Flint's leg, which yeah. plays a part because now we have to get rescue Flint. Uh, do you think Yo-Yo feels guilty? Yes. Even though she was not in control of that situation, just the fact that, you know, it's the fact that she has those arms, you know? It's like you wouldn't have necessarily been able to break his leg so easily. And I don't know, I think that not, again, as frustrating as it was for me as a viewer that Yo-Yo wasn't able to outrun Azel when she was trying to possess her, for character yo-yo inside the story, you have to think she's just like, I'm so fast, how can I not be faster than yeah. it's this, tough for yo-yo. this dumb shrike queen? Yeah, it's got to be tough for yo-yo. So then that's pretty much what's going on there. Now, we have this other storyline, what's going on back at the Watchtower. Uh, at the tower, we have all the people trying to figure out how to, how to work the back end of this rescue mission. And out of all the people, Deke... My man D to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, kind <That's> right. of. <laughs> kind of. Well, okay, only because of what we end up learning that I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, I think that he saved the day. So sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit him. But Deke Shaw, employee of the month. Yes, Agent Shaw. Agent Shaw. Agent Shaw. But um I do think I mean I'm not faulting him for this, but obviously he had help that we didn't know he had at first. As opposed to the other members of well, no, 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 who just don't have help that we don't always know. How come whenever the other members do something, it's great, but when Deke does it... Okay, but here's the difference, is that Fitz or Simmons would not take ownership of technology they didn't create. So, granted, I think that Deke did have a... He had a lot... He was very involved in the sense that he went and fixed the jumper and was able to... Like, I think we should give him credit for that. I still think that he brings a lot to the team, but at first, it was kind of questionable how he, he used, used the jumper, thinking it might be certain death. <laughs> yeah, true. Way very dying. Sure, and, a very heroic guy. But. And, and yeah, look, that moment where he talks about how he just felt like nobody liked him—that's very clearly illustrated by the fact that he had sort of a secret mini version of his think tank and all of his yes men and yes women who were like, you know, number one Deke Shaw fans, which I thought was very funny, by the way. And just, they love him, and they, I feel like they really like him yeah he logs in and he's a whole different guy when he's in his startup i mean he is that tech guy but before that goes in we get deke we get the we get you know nana and bono or bobo bobo yeah being so (laughs) helpful they like their grandson he's smart he's coming you're a wizard yeah he likes that validation i think uh, both fitzes that have known him have uh you know reluctantly come around on him so that's that's the got to be the frustrating part for deke is that he had to win over his grandfather two separate times yeah i mean i have to say that my favorite part of the whole episode was when deke was getting ready to make the jump and he had that speech that and, speech was phenomenal and, but my favorite part of the speech was that fitz 
the way that he reacted to it, especially when Deke started going off about how even the girl that he gave lemons to Strong. Didn't, yeah. didn't like him. And I feel like Fitz... Thinks I'm a loser. So here's the thing. Fitz could relate to all of this. Fitz had issues with his father, obviously. And Fitz had issues with Gemma and yeah. winning over the girl that he was in love with. So Fitz can relate to all of this. And so for me, hearing Deke go on like this in front of somebody else who I, who we all know understands, that was the most powerful thing. And finally, I feel like if Fitz didn't get it before, now he gets it. I like Deke's explanation. I thought it was powerful. I thought it was real. Yeah. And, and I, I would have been one of the people, like his app crew, that would have been like, he's so cool. <laughs> Good for him. He took the jump, the leap of faith. Um, we're going to get into the Chromacons, of course. Chronicoms come in to play a lot more going into the next episode. Yeah. But that storyline crept its way in, right? When you thought everything was done, yeah. we get this, you know, we get this. We think everything's done. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And then they throw in one other storyline. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the end of episode 12, right, where Enoch yes. uh, meets with his friend, whose name I forget, and, you know, just like, oh, they're all hunters. And he's like, uh-oh. You know, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I was, because that was another one of those ones where I hadn't really been thinking about Enoch at that point. And then it reminds exactly. us, like, don't forget, this is going to be really important in the actual final episode of the season, episode 13. Well, let's yeah. get into that talk of yeah. part two, New Life. We're going to discuss a couple things. We're going to break down Duck Hunt. Uh, I saw the sign, which is the sign was sent. Duck Hunt, of course, the hunter's attacking shield. Deke has to reroute his rescue. Yo-Yo swallows the truth. May lives to fight another day. Izell and May showdown. What a good fight. Enoch gets a man bun. Don't underestimate the Sarge because he says it a couple times. Gemma is a gem. This new gem. Wow. Back to the future. Coulson's back. We do have some news and gossip, so you're going to want to stick around for that. Um, let's get into the Hunters Attack Shield, that Terminator movie scene yeah. that happened all of a sudden. How'd you guys, uh, what'd you guys think of that? I knew it was coming. I just knew it. You just know everything because <laughs> no. I had no idea. <laughs> I knew the time travel thing was about to happen. Sure, the time yeah, travel yeah, worked. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, but I just I kind of had a feeling of what was going on because they had kind they had been setting it up. Sure. But, and then and I knew that they were going to know everything that Fitz and Simmons would plan because they specifically said, "Oh, we have their brains." Yeah, I think when they told us as viewers a couple episodes ago that's like we don't need them, we have their brains, that's not what I was expecting them to do, actually. I thought that, uh, I didn't think that they were going to go to the lighthouse and take over and all that. I figured that they were going to, I don't know, develop a time machine or maybe even just a big old bomb. You, know? you, you didn't think they were going to go and try to eliminate S.H.I.E.L.D. from all of time? No, I thought they would just... Uh, they would Because just, that's what they ended up trying to do. That's what they ended up doing, but that's not what I was expecting in the moment. So it made sense, but... Uh, I uh, I don't have the uh, kind of foresight that Rachel does, clearly. Yeah. I mean, you would think just getting your planet back or whatever yeah. they were trying to do no, would be enough. Why yeah. are we doing this? Why are we hunting down? And also, why are we constantly just going after humans? I feel yeah, like humans are the black people of the universe. Can we talk about that? Well, we well you can talk about that. But I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay from that. <laughs> unless there are things we don't know about that they aren't mentioning. There could be other planets that are under attack. That... Yeah, because that storyline was a huge one and ended up yeah. having the biggest repercussion towards the end, right? So now we know season seven is basically going to be dealing with yeah. only this. 
we've taken care of everything else. So let's reroute this uh, simultaneous storyline. We'll get back into that so we can end on that. Let's finish up everything at the temple. Right. Right, uh, And before we do, I want to just let you know, everyone at home, you guys are as much, if not more so, a part of this panel. Thank you so much for commenting below. We appreciate you. If you're listening to on iTunes, give us five stars. Give us a thumb up. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Share. Spread the word. We love having discussion with you. And, of course, we do have the live chat up and going. Uh, anything going on at the live chat that we should talk about? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to read a couple comments here just to, uh, you know, for viewers, uh, Eon001 says, This season started off good, but the last few episodes lost me. And um, we have Victor. I have to disagree with that yeah, comment yeah. all the way. Last yeah. couple episodes. This last two, I was even more uh, hooked. I think this is one of the most consistent seasons because even 100%. some of the best seasons, there's a little bit of a lull. And this being 13 episodes from beginning to end, I thought this was a great year. I agree. Uh, I'm just going to read one other comment too. Victor Tang says, I wonder if Isaiah is a sleeper agent. Anyone else in the comment chat doing it big? Uh, they're commenting on stuff that we're not going to talk about just yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so they're excited about the that very end. Let's talk about some part do. two. Okay. So here we get uh, in the temple the sign. May turns out to be the sign. She is some type of sacrifice, I would say. To send the message that... Here, here we the are. The portal's yeah. open. Yeah, come on, guys. Come like, through? Yeah, I think that's really what it was, literally. Like you he, think so? I think so. I think that that was their message. Hey, we're ready for you. Go ahead and set this up. But again, Sarge being the one that did it, that reinforces the idea that there's some Coulson in there because Coulson would have known, like, oh, she's going to be fine. She's gonna, Whatever's on the other side, she's probably going to kill it. So it's not going to, you know, so everything's going to work out okay. I feel like I want to agree with that. And I, I hope we take a poll down below. Comment below. Do you think Sarge did... Threw me into the portal on purpose, or was it actually just the sign? After I watched the entire episode, so at first I agree with you. At first I, I was hoping that's what it was, and that's where this twist was coming. Having watched the whole thing through, I maybe there was a tiny little piece of him who was still kind of Coulson, maybe who thought that way. Right. But I think overall Sarge did it just to be like, nope. I'm done. I need, you know, like, I think he did want there to be a sign to open up the portal. Let but... me give a reason why I disagree. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because he could have waited for her to die here and then send the body through. If that's how it works, Secondly, yeah. secondly, yeah, if that's how it works, but from what we understand, there's no death or life there. It could have just been a body. You can take things in there. They still take their clothes in there. Once you're dead, if nothing else, you still exist yeah. as a as a... As, as something. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, when he was fighting Yo-Yo, Mac, and 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 and, uh, and Daisy, he did not use his full powers. It is impossible. Mac kind of manhandled him at a point. Yeah. I think he wanted to die. I think he just didn't want to turn the leaf, but he didn't say, kill me like he was saying before, but he did want to not win this fight. I agree with you. I do think that there was a there is a piece of Coulson who is still with him, but I just don't, um, I still think that he had, you know, ulterior motives and that this wasn't someone we should trust. And I think maybe it's just that when we finally saw his real form, it became more obvious to me. And maybe that's why it's harder for me to process him as Coulson the way I was before we saw this. So I will say that. But, his real form was cool, though. That was so cool. But creepy and... <laughs> <laughs> really creepy. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat are referencing that real form being called uh, 
Pachacutic. Pachacutic. Yeah. So we were referring to it as Sarge, but I guess at a certain point it switches over and it is Pachacutic. Just happens to look like. uh, Yeah, but Sarge is way easier. So I'm gonna just keep. We we know what we're saying because Pachacutic is supposed to be a a Mayan word anyway. So I don't want to butcher it every single time that I say it. Yeah, because all the Mayans in the audience will get very upset with you. They They, might. You never complain a lot in the comments. Uh, And as as is their right. Um, <laughs> Izel and May's showdown. So yeah. we get May living, and then they get a showdown. So May gets there. She's still alive because of the way that dimension works. And then we get a showdown. Which I think we've been waiting for ever, you know, at least the last few weeks. And I'm always looking for more showdowns with uh, May and you know, pretty much anybody if they want to just have her fight someone. But it was good to see, and I like... When Izel doesn't have the gimmick anymore where she can just, you know, possess anybody in a room and she had to actually just kind of stay put and, and fight, I think that, that you know, it, it was more uh, on an even playing field, I guess. So I liked, I thought that was great. We're going to talk about Deke and that rescue, oh, too. But yeah. just remember that Deke gave up his wearable tech to save Flint. Just throwing that yeah. out there. So that's why. Anyway, so we get the fight, the big fight between Izel and May. Who won that fight? In your opinion. Well, I'm always inclined to say May, but now that you're yeah. asking, I'm like, I must be wrong. I, 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 did Azel really win the fight? I mean, it looked like she was just biding time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She was just kind of waiting for her friends to show up and everything. And I mean, Azel's not one of my... You know this. We were talking about this last week on the show. Azel's not one of my favorite villains that they've ever had. So I felt uh, like she went hair. in... The hair. <laughs> the hair is so great. So great. I love the run, little run hair. Yeah. But I feel like she came in the same way she came out with not... Disappointingly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm not... And where'd she get the new clothes? She came back with this new fit. And it looked great, by the way. With all well, the studs. It, and, and through the portal, there's a Forever 21 there. So <laughs> we I didn't, didn't know. Didn't show it. Yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know. I don't know. Netherworld, Discount. Forever 21 Discount. is big. Yeah. <laughs> Extra discounts. Um, yeah. Because, it, it, okay, Izel, first of all, held her own against May. Absolutely. And it looked like May was getting the best, and then Izel ran away. But I don't know if that was the case, because Izel comes back, and the friends show up. Yeah. And she even says, I, I just needed enough time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think you're right. That had Izel wanted to, I don't know if she would have like instantly killed May, but I think she could have probably dispatched her, and she was. I don't know about instantly. Let's yeah. not act like May's not May. But yeah. she seemed to not be worried about it at mm-hmm. the end. Because at one yeah. point I was like, oh, man, May is, May is about to beat Izel. Izel's, you know, got all these power, this and that. And then Izel was like, nope, I was using you. Yeah. So it yeah. was just an interesting way to get there. And then, of course, we get uh, we get May coming back after somehow, what did she do? Fight and kill all the other souls that were there? Because she, she definitely killed the, the three the who, who yeah. seemed to be the most powerful of right, all of but them. but then there was that point where we saw outside there were like, I don't know, thousands, millions, Thousands whatever. of thousands, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, she's a badass, but I don't think she had time to, you know, kill, kill all kill of them. Like, just time-wise. Yeah. Right, exactly. Although, you know, maybe time flows differently. But, yeah, uh, she was just there for years. Yeah, killing like, them. So this is fine. I, I don't need to take a break. I don't need to sleep. <laughs> I don't need to eat. I'm just going to keep on killing. But And then she comes back, and we see she's in the midst with Mac, Yo-Yo. Yeah. Everyone's there. Everyone's there taking on. Uh, and, and great, great stab to Izel, by the way. She just, <laughs> yeah. that was great. <laughs> yeah. 
That was yeah. That was definitely well. You yeah. know, look. Sometimes you got to stab somebody from behind. Sometimes it's the sometimes. only way to win. You know? Yeah. And obviously, turn the focus back to Sarge, which is yeah. really where we. That's really what we cared about at that point. At that point, I personally wanted it to wrap up. Were you guys over the storyline at that point? Did you think it had to come to a, an end? Well, it became clear that that story wasn't going to be the focus of the end of the episode. You know, whatever they were going to set up for next season, it wasn't going to be this anymore. Yeah. So that's why I was like, all right, this has been interesting. This has been fun. It's been cute to have somebody who looks like Coulson around again. But let's just turn the page and, like, dive into uh, uh, the Chromacons. So. Sarge didn't use the extent of his powers. It's impossible. Here we see him actually be more powerful in the previous episodes than yeah, he is in this one. That's true. Yeah. And that's what gave me the inkling that maybe he held back subconsciously, at, at, if nothing. He probably did. Yeah. I, I he had to. Here. Mac choke slammed a demon, like a yeah. demon god, who who can just regenerate and do things that we're not even, and could just take door, by the way, when he touched the door, let's not forget what happened to the door. Yeah. Like, it annihilated the door with yeah. just his touch, and then, at this point, Mac is holding his own, getting punched and punching back, and his punch should just, the way he touched that door, why is that not happening to Mac's jaw? Yeah, I mean, look, Max Joe's a little tougher than a door, but yeah, I, I think that for whatever reason he wasn't using the full extent. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah. he needed to stay focused for some reason, but uh, yeah, I think it's very clear that he was he was not giving it the full Sarge, as it were. We um, we have a comment in here too from So Chill Four, and none of the demons crossed over after May. I thought they had no body. I had I thought they had no bodies in their world, but it looked like they did. I was confused. They could have. I don't know what stopped them from coming through the portal after May. If May stopped them with her sword, if she just put the things in the wrong holes, I don't know. Yeah, and all you whatever needed, those stones were. I mean, I'm looking all honesty because she came just, back with them. And it would have just like here you go. One line from well, I guess Azel wasn't around anymore. But just somebody, I, I don't know. Somehow Sarge or whatever could have known. You just have to explain why they didn't come through. You just have to say it. It's Something. that simple. Yeah, exactly. just give us a little, give us a little inkling as to to why it happened this way. Don't just assume that it makes the perfect sense. A hundred percent. So we're all in green there. Mm-hmm. And then so we have this other storyline that's going with Deke and the rescue yeah. and Mac and Yo-Yo uh, being trapped in the in the jet and then Deke being in the Quinjet <laughs> and then Flint taking one of the with Piper. I mean, there was a lot going yeah, on in that rescue. Yeah, Deke, Deke, the uh, all-star pilot that he yeah. is. Yeah. Hey, can I say he no? did it, though. Yeah, he does right. he hey, did any it. Any landing you can walk away from is a good one. Thank That's you. That's what Spirit Airlines says. I'm sorry, so, what were you going to say? So, my thing is, first of all, it was pretty amazing that he was able to actually fly that thing and land it, number one. But two, when Deke bit the zombie, I was like, okay, what are the rules here? Is he infected? Is Deke going to turn I, into... That's, I, it's a different... It's yeah, not a zombie. I, yeah. It's the Shrek, and yeah. it has I, to... I, I did, I did wonder about that, yeah. though. I'm like, okay, so he bit him. Now, is that going to be something... I thought that they were going to surprise us Me with too. that. Me too. You know, it's just going to be yeah. like, zombie Deke. Yeah. A lot of Zeke. people thought Deke was going to die this episode, if you remember. Uh, yeah. People thought they were Last setting week. up a Deke death. And it looked like that even in the first part, because... He did a lot of questionable things where you're like, uh-oh, they're making him seem too good and we're getting yeah. too close and to Deke. And he's jumping around into situations that he actually couldn't get out of because he wasn't able to jump again. Yeah. So 
The first of all, he took chance with the jumper the first time. Then he did it again the second time. Yeah. By the third time, I was like, yo, this guy's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you've already survived 66% of the time. By that third time, you've had a lot of mice die. Yeah. But he made it. Um, Deke gets the Quinjet. So, Mac and Yo-Yo are fighting off, fighting off zombies. Fighting off zombies as they're trying to get into the jet. They just put a little shelf, a metal cabinet by the door, and it's holding everyone back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a strong cabinet. <laughs> it, was, it seemed heavy. It took all three. It took them all to push it there. Yeah, that cabinet was was a gift from T'Challa. It was made out of vibranium, so that is the reason why that cabinet was able to uh, hold back the door for... It was a good chunk of the episode. It was a good it? chunk of the yeah. episode. They couldn't get through that. They're and not Daisy, smart. Let's Daisy be honest. was there, and then why didn't we just... Daisy vibrate them again. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then there were a few people in the chat like asking that. Why could Daisy have uh, vibrated the Shrike out of Yo-Yo? There's a lot of those questions that, you know, again, they just needed to tell us why. All they needed to do was give Daisy a reason why she couldn't do that. Don't you know? do it. You, they'll die or yeah, something, something like, like that. By yeah. the way, they killed them all anyway, so I don't understand why. Yeah. And also, their little bracelets only kept Izel out. There was nothing. They couldn't have been like, oh, and we have this sound thing that Sarge provided that keeps the Shrike away, yeah. which they had. Yeah. So why didn't they fix that? That's no the time same for thing. that. <laughs> <laughs> same thing that they used. You I can mean, only fix one thing at a time. And, and I'm not finding fault with the episode. I'm just sure. saying I like it when they do it responsibly. Yeah. Don't take our don't take us as the audience uh, don't take us for granted we pay attention so much we love this show so agreed so then of course yo-yo has the has the guns the pop 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 yeah uh, Christian you pointed out that the bullets work faster they, so I understand how fast she can be and yeah they did give us that new way you know, suddenly she's in the matrix because she can slow everything down and uh, you know, there's, basically that's the effect where we see Quicksilver in the X-Men movie. So, so it's an interesting way to do it. But as fast as she is, how does the gun also work that much faster? Because she's touching it? So I, Yeah, which I guess. Here's, what are you going to say? Well, here's my thing. So I agree with you about the gun, definitely. Because it, if she could make an object go faster if she's touching it, um, that's something I don't think we've seen before. But right. then, I do remember, though, from uh, previous seasons, I think we have seen it from her perspective where she was moving, like, it looked like time had slowed instead of seeing her move super fast. But the bullet situation, that's what I'm curious about. And then, if she can do that, why not, as soon as the strike, like, you hear it, use your power again. Yeah. Figure out where it is. Because with her speed, with her ability, she should be able to sense something faster than what... Yeah. Than Not sl- even just sense. She should be able to search the room faster, which we've seen her do in previous seasons. Yeah. That's what my problem is. Why not use your powers responsibly, both Yo-Yo and Daisy? You have superpowers. Use them. Yeah, or if they're not going to use them, like we said, just tell us why they're not. What are they afraid of? What's what's the problem? What's interfering with their ability to do it? Or yeah. be like, when when I use it, the shri- the shrike can still match yeah. my speed or something, right. something, something of that nature. So we get the shrike going into yo-yo curtains. I was like, oh, it was nice knowing you, yo-yo. Yeah, I thought she was dead, literally. Like I didn't. It wasn't like May where I thought there was a hope, you know, some kind of hope. Yeah, Yo-Yo, I thought it was going to be our season casualty. I mean, it, it looked like there was going to be one. 
Yeah. But then, of course, my man Deke comes to the rescue. Of course. Saves them, goes goes into the temple, only one who has no protection, holds everyone back. I'm just throwing that out for Deke. So then, of course, <laughs> Izel dies, and of course, when Izel dies, that ends the uh, Shrike attack. Somehow, they all just dissipate. Yeah. And she so, throws them up. So that means that everyone that they killed who were infected by Shrikes would have been fine if they had just <laughs> they figured just out a way killed to not Izzel. kill them. Yeah. Because they killed a lot of people. Yeah, there's a they lot They killed of a lot of people. And Sarge, like, it, it makes me think that he probably knew that this was the trigger, too. And here, like, from the beginning, that's all he was trying to do was stop these things. He must have known somewhere that that was the key to stopping it. There's got to be something. All right, let's. Uh, we're done with the temple. We're done with the temple. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the end of the story. Nine. So we go right back to the Terminators yeah. who have now invaded uh, the the lighthouse. The lighthouse, right? Yeah. And they've taken over. They've killed everybody. They yep. have hunted everyone from the get go. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. And the only ones who are alive are the people that they actually wanted to kill first. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Yeah, um, but Fitzsimmons and I literally thought that that so this is at this point of the episode where I thought it was headed was that Fitz and Simmons would, um, you know, basically go on that suicide mission and blow the framework material up, killing themselves. I thought that that's the direction they were going, but that time travel was going to be an element in season seven, and we were going to get them back. That Yo-Yo was probably going to die. We were going to get her back. If May died, we'd get her back from time travel. From time travel, yes. Yeah, yeah. That seemed to be a solution, but they didn't do that. No. No, they didn't do any of that. Which I like a lot. I don't know how I like time travel. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, We get Enoch. So we get the scene from last episode where... Isaiah, his trusted friend, who he sent out to recruit other people, turns out to be a hunter. In this yeah. episode, we get Isaiah about to kill uh, Fitz and Simmons and turns out to be Enoch. Enoch has transferred his consciousness into I- Isaiah, at least for the time being. Good thinking on uh, Enoch's part because, you know, that scene when we saw it at the end of, uh, what was that, episode 12... I, I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, oh. Oh, he, he looked he like he was a goner, too. Yeah. yeah, they did that a lot to us yeah. this season. Especially at these Just in these two yeah. episodes. Yeah, these two hours in particular. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I like that Isaiah's back. Rachel? I, I, I like how they did it. I like how they twisted it again so we had no idea what was actually happening. I'm really glad that Fitz and Simmons didn't die. <laughs> and it also opens up a whole so new... Yeah. It also opens up a whole new can of worms because now we know that Enoch can do something that we didn't know before. Take over someone's body. Well, another Chronicon. Con- yeah. But look, there always yeah. has to be a character on the show who can take over someone's body yeah. because that's just the way it works. And I started started to think, I'm like, oh, it's going to be the reverse of last season, and Simmons is going to die. And I wasn't quite sure how, but I started to just get this feeling. I'm glad I was wrong, but I, I started to feel that way. That's I a good call. I thought they were going to take their memories. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but okay. when Enoch said, um, yeah, you have to do something, it's going to change your life forever, I thought it was, you guys are going to have to go into service, we're going to have to separate you, erase your memories, because then that's the only way that this is going to prevent the hunters from knowing what you're going to do because you won't have, like, you'll be like a different person now. Well, from, for some reason, they are separated. Yeah. Well, I have a guess on that. They can't probably. know why each Yeah. Other, and Gemma brings that up. She yeah. comes in very back to the future, so of course they survive. Yeah. They figure it out. They go and save everyone from the temple right in the nick of time. The jet has now become a time travel machine. Everybody's alive yeah. as well. Everyone's they alive. make sure that no one dies. Yes. 
when we first saw Gemma, the way that her hair was up and the way that she was talking, I was I, my initial reaction. She's a chronic on. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I too. Was like, but then she wasn't acting like that anymore. So I'm like, okay, so she's not. At first, when she said "sir," I thought she yes. was talking to Mac, and that to me was like, oh, they did erase her memory. Yeah. She's not with Fitz. She doesn't remember who he is. Like that was my worry. I was like panicking. I'm like, no, you can't do this to us. Yeah, and they changed a lot. Like they changed her, but. With my, no result. My question is, okay, so in that moment we see her again. Yeah. We don't know how much time has passed for her. I'm presuming it's at least five years. Yes, yeah, she said we have time or yeah, whatever. We had to, we had time, something like that, that they had all basically they had all the time in the world, essentially. So we don't know how much time and I think it was considerable. I would say, yeah, five yeah. years is a good estimate. Yeah. But she looks great. Oh my God! Of course, you know. Look, time travel is great for your skin. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> a lot I mean, of people don't know. Look that. what it did for Marty McFly. That's you know? true. Yeah. The whole thing with um, Gemma though, and and Fitz, and why they can't be together. Um, I mean, I'm just guessing the obvious here, which is this: that if they are together, the hunters associate them as being together and they associate their next move with what they would think of collectively and so that's why they have to have limited contact either that or it's not so much that they have to have limited contact but that they actually physically go and do things separately so that it isn't so that their tracks that nothing is traceable but what they're doing that explanation is so good that if next season it's anything else I'm like no Rachel had it better than <laughs> because that's actually a great explanation but they were still in contact yeah. Maybe because, so maybe she can't really know so much of specifics of what he's doing, and maybe one of them, like, because Fitz was telling her where to go, but I got the idea that she had no idea where he was sending them, and also I have another thought about when they were sent to. Well, it's the 1930s. Well, okay, so Daisy says, it looks like we won't be allowed to drink. Daisy it's, says that. Yeah, the there's, we don't know. there's two things. Well, so my thought, though, is that we don't know if that's for a fact or if Daisy just assumed also, number two, the actor who plays um, Daniel from Agent Carter is presumably in this because of that photo. And right. if he's presumably in this, either we get him before World War II or we get him... Like, to me, he wasn't that old. Well, in it's the, Prohibition time. Well, well, so so prohibition, she's assuming it's Prohibition, but the it, most important thing is that the Empire State Building is not finished. It's not finished. Yeah. And it's, it opens in 1930. Yes. Yeah. So, I, so that is during Prohibition. Yeah. I, I think that... Uh, uh, yeah, why Daisy assumed that? Great question. But it, it seems like she's right. But because she saw their conversation. We saw it. She yeah, went in yeah, and well, saw we it. We hadn't seen it yet, though. So yeah, you're right. My point is that if we can say that Daniel is in this based on the cast photo that we saw, sure. then we have to say, okay, well, Agent Carter, season one and two, took place after World War II, which is in the late 1940s. So if this is 1930 and they're going to end up running into Daniel, either they're going into a later time once they get to 1930, or... Um, um, they would be with a very young Daniel. I think it's a young Daniel. I think too young well, to be that age. I, I think that they will, and I guess this is a prediction, but I think that they will end up going a little bit further in time because uh, they're going to justify uh, special guest Star Haley Otwell. Uh, if they jump time travel yeah. back to then and we don't see her, I, I, I'll be fairly angry. What? So They have a time machine. Yeah. What I'm hoping and what I think would be perfect yes. is if obviously they're not going to put, they're not going to pay Chris Evans to be in this, but... <laughs> We know no. that he goes back. It'll never happen. This is what I... Th- can I? Should I say this now? Yeah. Say it in prediction. Okay. okay. So the I big big reveal is Coulson's back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, LMD Coulson. 
Yeah, and and, and so all many times, so many times, Jim was like, and I thought this was a really bad idea. We all thought it was a really bad idea. Great, but we did it anyway. <laughs> Here he is. So it's basically like Pet Cemetery. You know, it's like, hey, it's it's Coulson. There's going to be nothing wrong with that. It's fine. You know, don't worry about it. Can't have Agents of Chill without Coulson. Let's I, get into I do some agree. news and gossip. All right, so EW.com posted, um, we had, uh, they had an article with uh, Josh Whedon, who was discussing the fate of Season 7 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And basically, um, he confirmed it's 1930s New York. And then the other thing he wanted to get into, um, basically, I'll just quote him directly here, um, he says, we knew we had a couple things we wanted to do in terms of how to come up with a new paradigm for the last season, and the Chronicons were a nice way to do that. It was the first time we had an ongoing tag story that was unrelated to our main story, setting that up so that we could come in as a left turn in the last episode and screw things up for our people. With every season, we're trying to find a new sandbox to play in, and we think this one will be fun. So... That's interesting to note, as well as the fact that they confirmed that, yeah, 1930s New York and the Zephyr is definitely a time machine, which obviously we picked that up. Well, yeah. it's good to know, and we know uh, season seven's already been filmed. Yeah, they, they wrapped like on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, no one yeah. posted that. that they wrapped the four days ago, is what this Four says. days ago. So Great. hopefully, we get, so hopefully, what we get is a lot of. Instagram pictures that they aren't supposed to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of uh, taken down Instagram photos. Um, for our special segment, we do the woe segment, but this both these episodes were so many woe segments that we just let them all be woe. Yeah. If you have a woe segment... I have a really quick one. Both times when I thought May died and when I thought Yo-Yo was going to be shriked and then die, I was like, oh, they woe. really did that, yeah. Right. But it got unwoed. Um, Fitz, or sorry, Simmons showing up at the end without Fitz. Oh, whoa. whoa. Deke Eternal. having the entire app startup downstairs. Love it. We love you, Deke. Let's jump into those predictions. Okay, so I okay, this is what I wanted to say earlier. You're after Buzz TV. I'm so excited. There you go. I know you've been waiting for this. (laughs) Okay, what I'm hoping is that with the Zephyr, obviously they're going to go to 1930. I think that Daniel would have been too young to actually be in it at that moment, but maybe they'll jump ahead so that we can get that Haley Atwell who plays Agent Carter, so we can get that cameo, and what I'm really hoping is that it kind of wraps into Endgame and that we have um, everything happening. Obviously, for those who didn't watch Agent Carter, she ended up with Daniel at the end um, of season two. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, it got canceled. So, um, so what I'm hoping is that they have this whole entire thing with Haley Atwell, and at the very end, it's hinted that Steve Rogers has arrived. Obviously, they can't pay Chris Evans to show up on the show, but it's hinted that he's there, and then they cut. Uh, I think uh, all of that is fun. I think it makes perfect sense that they would jump a little bit further in time because they're they're looking for when they're setting up the fact that we're going to see Coulson. They need it, you know. They're talking about how they need someone who knows all the stuff about Shield. Peggy Carter works for Shield. You know, she set up Shield. So I think we will then go what another ten? Well, no, like fifteen, sixteen years, yeah. and then we will get to see all of that. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to next season. 
But I also want to see how they tie it all up at the end because we know it's the final season. And how many more times can Coulson die? Let's find out. <laughs> Let's season. find out. Well, my <laughs> prediction is Ghost Rider. Yes, please. Please. Okay, that's not a prediction. That's a wish, but that's what it is. <laughs> well, for those of pe- for those of you at home who are wishing to find us on Instagram, Christian, where can you be found if you want to be found? I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Uh, and right after this show, immediately after this show, I'll be doing Marvel TV Weekly. Rachel will be there with us. We are going to talk about this same two-hour Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale and also a crazy episode of Legion. But, of course, they're all crazy. Rachel? And you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Goodman or on Instagram at Rachel Radner Author. And, of course, I am Teron, literally at I am Teron all across the board. And find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows, too. But you won't be finding me on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for any time soon yeah. until the next episodes come out. Yeah. Like season. May, June, Sheesh, there, let's yeah. cross our fingers. Until then, we'll see you. Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.